Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news. Well, a couple of things I want to share with you about our ministry. We worked very hard over the last few decades in putting together a, a message, a very important message on the spirit world. You can get that message on video from Southwest Radio Church or Greg Patton Ministries. So helpful. Those that have seen it, love it believing there is a lot of help for the Christian in those messages. Invisible War and the Saints. Then sharing with you Greg Patton Ministries, going to the pulpit around America, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and talking about the new America as it relates to the old Bible, just as new as today's newspaper, by the way, or any new news that you watch or listen to. Continuing to ask for your prayers, Southwest Radio Church Ministry going to Niceville, Florida next week. And then we fly out of there to the Tri-City Airport. We're going to Tri-Cities for Sherathon 2023. I can't wait. Home for a couple of days and back to Johnson City and Boone's Creek Bible Church, all part of Southwest Radio Church there. It's going to be great. And then uh, Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N, I need you, my friend. What in the world is going on? I thought it was bad earlier this week when we talked about 1,900 people losing their lives in Turkey and Syria. We are now well over 15,000 and counting. All of those lives, all of those souls, where'd they go? When Sleepy Joe finished his State of the Union address the other night, he should have asked, Hey, anybody there? Interest in Biden's State of the Union address dwindled Tuesday night as the annual event pulled the second, the second smallest audience in at least 30 years, according to Nielsen Ratings, the report said an estimated 27 million people tuned into a television network for the president's address, which was down 28% from the 38 million who watched last year. Well, that's understandable. He's aiming to expand the Republican majority in the House of Representatives in next year's election, and Speaker Kevin McCarthy is off to a fast start when it comes to building a war chest he hauled in a record $12 million for House Republicans on Wednesday night as he headlined his first major fundraiser of the 2024 election cycle. The function held at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in the nation's capital, and in honor of McCarthy's hard-fought ascension, well, just last month, to the Speaker's chair, he attracted nearly everyone from the House GOP leadership and all the committee chairs. It's politics. Well, we haven't heard from this guy for a while. Democratic strategist James Carville blasted white trashdom. What? White trashdom in the Republican Party. He claims it was on display at the State of the Union. He appeared as a guest on NBC last night to discuss the aftermath of Biden's address the prior night during which Biden was audibly booed repeatedly by Republicans at different times. Regarding times the Republicans booed, Carville insisted that they were an example of the party's white trashdom. It was on display, especially with Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Republican from Georgia. Well, you know, I told people I have a Ph.D. in white trashology, and you saw it on display. Let me say something about the Congresswoman's dress. She dresses like white trash. 
She really needs a fashion consultant. Maybe George Santos. He could do a good job dressing up where she doesn't announce her white trashdom by the clothes she wears. Oh, it's ugly. But it is. Politics, as usual. Well, I think it's overboard now. Oh, and I think this rumor's going to get louder in the day's head. Dump Kamala. Yeah, all kinds of talk going through Washington now that uh, if Biden runs again, and he's going to, he better get a new vice presidential candidate. Hmm. News from the New America. Women wearing thongs in broad daylight on street corners. Pimps following moms taking their kids to school. Prostitutes twerking at traffic have become a, a common scene in California. Local leaders claim human trafficking and prostitution are rampant in the Golden State after a new criminal justice reform program that its author said aims to protect transgender women from being unfairly targeted by law enforcement. Ah, mankind. It's absolutely out of control and dangerous not just for the sex workers, but for the community at large. The words of San Francisco Supervisor Hillary Ronan to the San Francisco Chronicle. A road in the heart of San Francisco's Mission District has become lined with prostitutes, pimps, prompting officials there to install barricades as residents sound off that not only they feel less safe there, especially at night, but they are worried about the women who are working the streets. Sad news out of Jersey City, New Jersey. Authorities recovered the body of that kindergarten teacher. They say she's been missing since the weekend. Officials found the body of 33-year-old Luz Hernandez, a mother of three and a teacher at the beloved charter school while police were conducting a welfare check at her home. The body found in what appeared to be a shallow grave. Hernandez didn't show up for work on Monday, prompting her employer to contact the cops. So are you familiar with it? Pan-Africanism? In more general terms, it's the sentiment that people of African descent have a great deal in common, a fact that deserves notice, they say, and even celebration. History of Pan-Africanist intellectuals, Pan-Africans' ideas first began to circulate back in the mid-19th century here in this country, led by Africans from the Western Hemisphere. Well, a self-identified pan-Africanist professor says that white capitalist America needs to be dismantled totally and called the stock market racist. Malina Abdullah, professor of pan-African studies at California State University. Her role in academia is intrinsically linked to broader struggles for the liberation of oppressed people. She co-founded and is active, here you go, in the Los Angeles Black Lives Matter chapter. She's suing the national branch for allegedly siphoning off $10 million. We feed capitalism. We feed racism, she said. She claims that white capitalism feeds itself through the exploitation of Africa and black people. There you go. Well, last night in our midweek service, folks wanted to talk about the Grammys. You know what? Satan is hot now. Oh, yeah. The Grammys held in Los Angeles featured a star-studded cavalcade. Is that what you call them? Star-studded? Singers who, well, they can't sing. Songsters who require a team of dozens to write their music. Dancers who can't dance. Welcome to the new America. 
They also featured a full-on satanic ritual on stage before millions, starring used-to-be-just-a-queer-dude, then gender-queer, now gender-non-binary, seriously, Sam Smith, and transgender female, translation, a biological male, Kim Petries, their song Unholy won them the best pop group uh, performance. See, this is how sick America is. Their performance in which the Tubby Smith donned a satanic outfit and a top hat with horns while Petries gyrated in a cage surrounded by Satan costume strippers made headlines for its transgressive imagery. Their goal, of course, is to tweak people of traditionally religious bent, you, uh, you listener, draw a response, and then act like you're terribly offended. Why can't you just leave us alone, you Christian nutcases? The cry of our cultural elites is they demand our attention, and we're supposed to be shocked. Oh, really? Today we're supposed to be shocked by this? Oh, boy. The fact that the performance is so unshocking should be true shock to every American. The Grammys, sponsored by major corporations, shadow president of the United States, and the world's greatest physician ever, Dr. Jill Biden, showed up to present an award, and CBS tweeted in anticipation of this satanic ritual called the Grammys, we are ready to worship. Is that not unbelievable? And the fact of it is, and I say it again and again and again, Satan is really a hot commodity right now. After all, Satan's message has become our society's personal authenticity, and it requires the destruction of everything traditional and the trashing of all intermediate institutions in this country. To be free means to live without any rules or any boundaries. And our truest heroes are those who say that John Milton Satan did better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. My, oh my, oh my. Where's my gun or my Bible? I need them both today. What else is happening in business news? Disney, they're going to cut $5.5 billion from their budget by uh, cutting 7,000 jobs. Oh, that's going to go down. Lawmakers on the House Oversight Committee questioned three former Twitter execs yesterday over the company's 2020 decision to block any users from sharing a New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, yeah. Hey, the big chains out there scrambling to cement themselves as pre-work staples now. At the same time, the oatmeal at home crowd is making their way back to the office. Workers who start their day in the drive-through are one of the best sources of repeat business and well, McDonald's, I guess, is number one. Been to the supermarket lately? They say, they say egg prices are going down, but uh, so far only for the stores. Not for you, the consumer. Living in today's world? Obviously, we all do, and sometimes it can get a bit tough. Imagine being a disc jockey who has just committed your life to Jesus Christ 
and then sharing a microphone and the station with the shock jocks like Don Imus, oh, he used to be one of my favorites, and Howard Stern, always one of my least favorites, those two guys. People began noticing the change, and Imus and Stern saw a guy named Frank Reed as a good-natured target. He was asked, did you talk with Jesus today, Captain Frank? Imus would ask him on the air many times. Frank would respond with a smile, telling him, yes, I did, and they'd go back and forth. Howard Stern, he was a bit more biting, that's what he's known for. He's a pervert. But the jabs began taking a real toll, and Mr. Reed started to consider quitting. Thankfully, he said, I had a really good pastor that I was sitting under. His name, Clyde Mishner. Well, I was talking to him one day, and he said, look, whatever you do, don't leave there because it gets a little uncomfortable. When you're supposed to leave there, God will make it very clear. He'll make it crystal clear. I've never forgotten it. It was such a word from God. You know, as Christians, we regularly interact with a hostile environment, the culture around us. I talk about it every day on Hello World, along with people and personalities that can sometimes try your patience and, and try and put you on the defensive about, well, what you believe about God and that Bible you read. It's the mature and faithful man or woman of God who does not turn and run, but rather leans into the opportunity that God puts before them even in the case like Frank Reed, interacting with shock jocks on the radio. Do all you can to glorify God in whatever you do. And I really like this one. A man married a beautiful girl. He loved her very much. One day she developed a skin disease, and slowly she started to lose her beauty. It so happened that one day her husband left for a tour, while returning, he met with an accident and lost his eyesight. However, their married life continued as usual. But as days passed, she lost her beauty gradually, more and more every day. The blind husband did not know this, and there was no real difference in their married life at all. He continued to love her. She also loved him very much. And one day she died. Her death brought him great sorrow. He finished all of her last rites and wanted to leave that town. A man from behind called and said, Now, how would you be able to walk around all alone? I mean, with all of these days, your wife helped you do everything. He replied, Shocker, I am not blind. I was acting, because if she knew I could see her skin condition due to a disease, it would have pained her far more than her disease. I didn't love her for her beauty alone, but I fell in love with her caring and loving nature, so I pretended to be blind. I only wanted to keep her happy. Moral of the story living in today's world, when you truly love someone, you'll go to any extent to keep your loved one happy, and sometimes it's good for us to act blind and ignore one another's shortcomings in order for them to be happy. The beauty fades, it always does, but heart and soul will always be the same. Love the person you're with for what he or she is on the inside, not the outside. Great message, don't you think? And finally, who said that? Hey, the older you get, the more important it is to not act your age. 
And I'm excited about the new Southwest Radio Church theme, Clarity to the Chaos. You know, the world is in chaos today because we've taken God off of our priority list. Leave God, you're in big, big trouble. Pray about that one, my friend. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this important message. As always, want to encourage you to support Christian radio, getting by with the skin of their teeth. You ever heard that before? That's the way most Christian radio stations operate. Month to month, behind in the bills, you can help out. First of all, you can pray. Prayer changes things, does it not? Oh, it absolutely does. And then if God would direct, how about some money? How about that old vehicle? How about a piece of property? All those things count, and I know stations all over the country that have received same. Why don't you help out today? Get in touch with this Christian radio station. Thank them for carrying all the broadcasts that tell people how to be saved and how to live for Jesus and all the other things that go on here. And then say, you know what? I would like to just fill in the blank. Always volunteer help needed at Christian radio stations. So much work to be done. So little money to do it with. Pray for this station. So many people today confused on grace. You know, Christianity is defined as the doctrine of faith and the virgin birth of the incarnate Son of God, his sinless life, his death, burial, and resurrection. Faith in his finished work is the very foundation for the doctrine of grace. From the cross, he exclaimed, It is finished. Jesus Christ was the final sacrifice for our sin. Grace is the unmerited gift of God to undeserving man, you and me. Yet man's just not content to stand in this grace alone, which is so freely bestowed to mankind. When man begins to believe that he is deserving of life eternal based upon his own merits, his own works, then he is on a very fast road to destruction in this Christian walk. People agree that they cannot earn life eternal, yet Satan has people blindly walking in, I guess, what's called self-preservation. You cannot keep yourself saved, my friend. It's impossible to be good. It's not in you. The beauty of grace is that it's a gift, not earned. Some think grace is a recipe of God's part plus their part. Man's attempt to be his own savior, the height of pride. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. How many times have you heard that? Number one, you're saved through grace. Number two, it's not of yourselves. And number three, it's not works. Isaiah 64, 6, But we are all as unclean things, and All our righteousness are as filthy rags. If our best stuff is as filthy rags, then how in the world can we earn our salvation or keep ourselves saved? Salvation, 100% grace, it's 100% a gift. It's a shock to some, but you have nothing of value to offer a righteous, holy God. However, if you accept his gift of grace, you are safe for eternity. Romans 8, 1, there is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Do you believe that? No condemnation. You have nothing to fear today. John ten twenty eight, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. God, thank you. Number one, I give. That's a free gift. Number two, eternal life. Oh, yes. 
And number three, never going to perish. You stand clothed today in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So how you doing serving the Lord Jesus Christ? In 1912, that's a great story. A medical missionary named Dr. William Leslie went to live and minister to tribal people in the remote corner of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. After 17 years, he returned to this country discouraged, believing he had failed to make an impact for Christ, and he died nine years after he came back. Again, a discouraged man. It was in 2010 that a team was led by Eric Ramsey and uh, Tom Cox World Ministries, and they made a shocking and sensational discovery. They found a network of reproducing churches hidden like glittering diamonds in the dense jungle across the Chloe River from Vanga, where Dr. Leslie was stationed. With the help of a Mission Aviation Fellowship pilot, Ramsey and his team flew east from Kinshasa to Vanga, a two-and-a-half-hour flight, two-and-a-half hours in a Cessna. After they reached Vanga, they hiked a mile to the river and used dugout canoes to cross the half-mile-wide expanse. They then hiked with backpacks another ten miles to the jungle before they reached that first village. Based on previous research, Ramsey thought that the Yancey in this remote area might have some exposure to the name of Jesus, but no real understanding of who he is. They were just unprepared. When we got there, we found a network of reproducing churches throughout the jungle. Each village had its own gospel choir, although they wouldn't call it that. They wrote their own songs and would be doing sing-offs from village to village. They found a church in each of the eight villages they visited, scattered over 34 miles. Rams and his team even found a 1,000-seat stone cathedral in one of the villages. He learned this church got so crowded in the 80s, with many walking miles to attend, that a church planning movement began in surrounding villages. There's no Bible in the Yancey language, Ramsey says. They use a French Bible, so those who taught had to be fluent in French. Apparently, Dr. Leslie crossed the river once a year from Vang and spent a month traveling throughout the jungle, carried by servants in a sedan chair. He would teach the Bible, taught the tribal children how to read and write, talked about the importance of education, told Bible studies. Dr. Leslie started the first organized educational system in any of these villages. He did what? He returned to America and thought that he had done nothing. What a story. Dr. Leslie's goal, spreading Christianity. He felt like he was there for 17 years and never really made any impact. But the legacy left is huge. My friend, you and I will never know who we touch today. Just read a story where a black widow spider was found in a container of grapes. Beware. Just one more reason for me not to be a vegetarian. I have never found any black widows in a pack of bacon. And I do love my bacon. Here's a message for all of us. After eating an entire bowl, an entire bowl, a mountain lion felt so good he started roaring. He kept up that roaring until a hunter came along and shot him dead. Moral of the story, when you're full of bull, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't resist that one. And finally, you've been thinking about the hereafter. You need to think about the hereafter. 
I've reminded folks of that. One gal said, hey, I do that all the time, no matter where I am, bathroom, basement, upstairs. I always ask myself now, what am I here after? Hello, world. News, information, and comment every day at this time. Thank you. Thank this radio station. Thank God. Isn't he great? At Massey for another day. And that's the way it is. Thursday, February the 9th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Hey, you enjoy the remainder of your day.